Hello and welcome to the Purse Coach Podcast. I am Jess and I am so happy that you are here. In this podcast, we are going to talk not only about money and finances, but also life, parenting, and mental health. I am a huge advocate of supporting women in their lives and also women in business. I think as women, we need to support and encourage each other to the highest degree. I'm so excited to talk about money with you all, but also talk about... Hello on this recording on the Purse Coach podcast. We are going to talk about what an emergency fund is, why you need one, and what are savings buckets and why I use and recommend using savings buckets. So first up, an emergency fund. You want to be prepared when Murphy shows up. So having a fully funded emergency fund, or what my grandpa always called a rainy day fund, I believe is a must. And I suggest having at least six months worth of expenses in your emergency fund. Some experts recommend three months and some recommend up to 12 months. So I usually say between three and six months, if you have uh, a stable job where you don't feel that you are at high risk for losing your job, it's not a matter of what if an emergency will happen. It is a matter of when, unfortunately, an an emergency is going to happen and it's going to happen to all of us. So when Uncle Murray Murphy's law is going comes knocking on your door, I want you to be ready when old Murph shows up. So an emergency fund, what expenses should you include in your emergency fund? Well, there are a few ways to figure out how much money should be in your emergency fund. And there's a few different ways to go about what to include. So you can go off of your four walls. So those four walls include your food, shelter, transportation, and utilities. That could be what you would spend per month on those four things you could then put into your emergency fund. So say on those four things, you spend $2,000 each month on those four things. And you that's probably a low number, but I'm just throwing a number out there. You would have for a three-month fully funded emergency fund, you would have $2,000 times three. So $6,000 in your emergency fund, or you can go all out and include all of your monthly expenses, including going to restaurants, fast food, fun money, date night, uh, money in there to get new clothes, et cetera. Okay. What you budget for and what you spend monthly. So let's say you budget for $5,000 a month and you're going to save three months of emergency, um, for your emergency fund, then that would be $15,000 in your fully funded emergency fund if you're doing three months. Again, I suggest going with more of a six-month cushion in there. You could also decide to go with a number that might be in between those two, but the important thing is is to have at least three months of the bare minimum essentials. So let's say you lost your job and you would be okay not going out to eat um, at a restaurant or fast food until you found another job. 
then you could uh, go on the lower end and you could use like your four walls, for example, and only include your food, like your groceries in that um, number. Okay. I personally want more than my four walls in my emergency fund though. So if my husband or I lost our job and we had to rely on our emergency fund to get us by, I would want to be able to spend more than what our four walls are until we find a new job. And this would allow us um, a little bit more time in finding the right job instead of feeling the pressure to just take the next job that's offered to us, whether or not that job is a good fit. Okay. So if I lost my job, I also don't want my three kids to suffer if I can prevent that. So I would rather have more in my emergency fund so that my boys could still continue to play hockey and have some fun doing fun experiences and and doing um, fun things until I find a new job. So I wouldn't want to tell my kiddos that they can't go to their friend's birthday party because we can't afford a gift or fuel to drive there because I skimmed on my emergency fund contributions. I would want to have more plan ahead, have more in my emergency funds that we could live about how we're living now, even if one of us, um, my husband or I lost our job. Now the question comes about on, do you have job security? Are you, or your partner self-employed? Because if you're self-employed or you don't feel like you have a super uh, secure job, you're going to want to have more than that six months in your emergency fund. You're going to have want to have, especially if you're self-employed, you're going to want to have 12 months or more in that emergency fund. Remember the beginning of the pandemic and how many people were furloughed, laid off, or lost their jobs? Yeah, well, I'm a registered nurse and I was furloughed for a month. And I literally thought I had the most secure job on the planet especially during COVID, but we start the clinics and hospitals started to not do essential um, activities. So like procedures and surgeries that weren't emergent, things like that. And so we cut back a lot on our um, patients census numbers. And so I was furloughed for a month. Now my husband is self-employed, he farms. So again, we want to have um, our emergency fund at six months or more um, into our rainy day or emergency fund, because I do not want, um, if my husband gets hurt, for example, it's, he can't work and nobody, we can't afford to have somebody run our farm all the time. That actually happened to us. If you've listened to my story, that happened, uh, when he had emergency back surgery and I got to play farmer for a season. So my point is, is my point is, is that we are in a situation with our jobs and our lifestyle that we want to have more than six months in our emergency fund. Now, I cannot give you a specific number for what you should save in your emergency fund. But like I said, um, you're going to want to figure out what type of lifestyle you would still want to be living, basically how much you're going to still want to be spending and what you're going to be buying if you were to lose your job. Um, however, most experts do say between $9,000 and $30,000 is a good range. So that's a huge range. So I personally am aiming for $20,000 in our emergency fund to feel a little more comfortable, but then I'm hoping to increase that to $30,000 or $40,000. Um, if my husband and I were both 
uh, fully self-employed, I would want to double that. Okay, sorry, my phone rang. And of course, you know, I'm not going to edit this out because that would be silly for two rings. <laughs> okay, so again, if my husband and I were both fully self-employed, I would want to double that, okay? But I feel, even though I was furloughed, I feel like I still have a pretty secure job in working as an RN for my full-time uh, gig, my nine to five. You can store your emergency fund in a simple savings account at a local bank, or I suggest using um, either a credit union or an online bank, because a lot of times the online banks, um, ally.com and Capital One, uh, they have a higher interest rate for their savings accounts. And they also have, I use ally.com and they have savings buckets, which we're going to talk about in just a little bit. But you want this money to be easily accessible so that you can get it out fast if there was an emergency and you need to use that money, um, get to that money quickly. Again, this money is not just in case you lose your job. It's also for if you get if um, somebody gets into a car accident or let's say somebody needs um, emergency dental work, your kid gets a broken arm like mine did, um, your vehicle needs expensive work done on it, and it cannot wait because it's not safe to drive, things like that. So it's not just if you lose your job. So you want your money to be um, so that you can get to it, but you don't want it to be so easy and accessible that you're tempted to use this money for something that doesn't count as a true emergency. Like, uh, let's see, a new dress for your work Christmas party. Yeah, that I'm sorry, but that does not count as an emergency. So it's important to have an emergency fund, even if you currently have debt. However, I personally would not have a fully funded emergency fund if I had consumer debt. So for example, when my husband and I were paying off our debt, we still have our house um, payment. But other than that, we um, don't have car loans or student loans or credit card debt or anything like that. But when we did have all of our debt, our mountain of debt, we had between $1,500 and $3,000 in our emergency fund. So some experts say to have a maximum of $1,000 in your emergency fund while you're paying off debt. But honestly, to me, I just personally feel that this number is too low these days because most emergencies, even smaller emergencies, are going to cost you more than $1,000 these days. And if you don't have it there, where are you going to put it on your credit card? And so, I, which is going to be a lot more you're paying over time and interest. So I um, personally think that even if you have debt, I suggest having more than $1,000 in your uh, starter emergency fund, so to speak. Remember, Every little bit helps. So there are times when I add literally $25 to our emergency fund. And then there's other times where I'm able to add $300 or $1,000. But just keep saving. You can automate your savings. So with every paycheck, you add a certain either percentage um, of that into your emergency fund right away, or you can set up a um, amount. So let's say $200, $300. And then this um, automatically goes from your paycheck or from you know whatever account that your paycheck goes gets deposited into, and it gets transferred over to your emergency fund or your savings account right away. And so this is called paying yourself first, which I am a firm believer in. And you can definitely uh, head on over and read my blog post I 
put on about that. I made about that um, on PurseCoach.com or I have a um, other podcast on that as well. But I um, have been working on building our emergency fund for a, well over a year now. And I estimate, well, it's going to take us another probably two to two and a half years to um, hit our $20,000 goal. I was hoping it was going to be 18 months to 24 months, but we had a lot of emergencies come up. We had um, two really big car bills and then um, the car work. And then we ended up getting a new car because um, that we paid cash for because uh, my old car was starting to nickel and dime us, so to speak. And then um, our son broke his arm. And so we were dealing with that. My husband ended up in the ER. So anyways, we've had quite a few emergencies come up this, uh, the last couple months. And so it's going to take us longer to hit our goal than we were hoping. We are also though cash flowing um, a big family vacation. We're going with friends to Tennessee and coming up. And so we are still living our lives while building our emergency fund. And I think that that's very important. Our boys um, need to have experiences and we want to create really fun, nice memories as a family. And so we are cash flowing a lot of things right now on the side, as well as trying to build up our emergency fund. The main point here is to keep adding to your savings account. Literally every little bit helps. Save your change for six months and go turn that in. And all of that change that you got, say a couple hundred dollars, put that in your savings account. And you will be surprised at how fast that um, savings account grows. So that is on emergency funds. Next, we're going to talk about a sinking fund or what I call savings buckets. So wouldn't it be so nice if you could pay cash for some of life's interruptions, like let's say car troubles. Now, car troubles could be an emergency and come out of your emergency fund, but you could also uh, proactively be saving up for car work or at least like new like maintenance on it, new tires, oil changes, things like that. Some other um ideas would be holidays. So Christmas, birthdays or um gifts in general, uh appliances and even a new vehicle. So with saving buckets or sinking funds, this is possible. So a sinking fund is an account or an envelope to store your cash in. But this is where you store your saved up money that is being saved for a specific reason or a specific category. So for example, I have a savings bucket for Christmas. So every month, January through December, I put a certain amount, say $100 of money into either an envelope or um, the savings account. And when Christmas time comes around, I have at least $1,200 set aside to spend on Christmas gifts or food, decorations, et cetera. I don't have to figure out a way in November or December to pay for Christmas. I don't have to go into debt to pay for Christmas gifts. And this makes Christmas and the holidays so much less stressful. I also tend to find myself giving more around that time since I have the money already there. So the sinking fund gives me permission to spend that money on others. 
Right now, I have a savings bucket for new kitchen countertops that we want. So each month, I might put a different amount of money into that account, or it may be the same. But my husband and I will save up the needed amount for countertops. So say $7,000. We want granite countertops. Once we have the total amount in in that savings account, then we will purchase the new countertops. So we will pay for them in full in cash because we do not want to go into debt to buy new counters. So you might be asking yourself, how many sinking funds or savings buckets do I need? Well, that depends. There are a lot of categories for sinking funds, like literally pretty much anything. But if you're new to sinking funds or savings buckets, you might want to start small and only make a few sinking funds. Um, Currently, I believe I have nine sinking funds. So my sinking funds include Christmas, vacation, countertops, a new car, which we just depleted because we just got a new car, but now I will be still um, saving for our next new car, Uh, vehicle maintenance, which also is depleted because we put a lot of money into my prior car before buying the new car, (laughs) house maintenance, we have um, a pet sinking fund, and then hockey slash sports. It's usually hockey, but we also do, the boys also do other sports and dental work um, slash orthodontics for my son um, and myself. So my son needs braces for a second time, which we knew. And then he is actually missing two permanent adult teeth. He was born without them. And so he eventually will need, um, well, throughout his whole life, basically will need dental work. And then when he's in his 20s, he'll get a couple implants. Anyways, so... Um, so some months I add, like I said, I add the same amount of money to each fund and some months are variable. So it, it just depends if I bring in more income though, um, say I sell some household items, some clothing that the boys have grown out of things like that, or I work more then I'm able to add more to my sinking funds. So again, the sinking funds are simply savings funds. So let's say that you are um, going on vacation in six months and you want to have $5,000 in your savings account when you go. Well, you take $5,000 divided by six, the six months, and that would give you $833. So you would need to save $833 per month for six months to have your $5,000 in your vacation fund. That is how you figure out how much to put in it. Now, if you don't know, let's say you don't know how much you want to have in your car maintenance fund, that's okay. Just I would start with like a low or a, a number that you're comfortable with. So say $25 or $50 a month. And then if you're finding out that you're needing more in there, just add more. Or um, or if if again, you're working a few more hours or sell some things and you're able to, I would put that money into that savings account or um, your new appliance account or something like that. So there are so many other sinking fund idea categories or ideas. So I'm going to just list a few. Um, Again, pet sports, furniture, new furniture. We did this with our latest couch and actually we had Uh, We spent way less than we had anticipated, so that was awesome, but furniture, medical, dental, vacations, medication, so I I 
budget for this as well, but I don't actually have an envelope or a savings account um, for that. But birthdays, gifts, summer break, Easter, so lots of holidays, any of the holidays, um, kids' school activities, braces, tuition, taxes, your water or sewer bills, insurance, seasonal clothing. So we live in Wisconsin. So every year, pretty much my boys need uh, boots, snow pants, a winter jacket, hats and mittens. And usually they need a few hats and a few mittens because they get really wet and or they uh, tear through them or they need to be washed, whatever. Um, annual subscriptions, work clothes or shoes, travel, registration, auto, sports, school activities, house repairs, fun, money, a second home. I don't know if you know this about me, but my dream is to someday have cabin or um, house on a lake. And um, I was hoping to be saving for that, but I am not yet, but that's okay. Um, but that would be one of my future savings accounts or, or savings buckets. Um, snow removal, if you especially if you're paying somebody else to do that or your landscaping, yard care, um, pest control, donations, back to school. Again, these are just some of the categories that you can have for sinking funds, but you can create a sinking fund for literally anything that you need to pay for in the future. The cool thing is, is that at any time you can add a sinking fund or you could take a sinking fund away. So for example, we did have a sinking fund for our future um, cabin on a lake and we had a few, only about a few hundred dollars in there, but we, I ended up taking that away because we, and putting it towards something else. We had um, just some other things that we wanted to do that we wanted to um, meet that goal quicker and our um, and so we ended up pulling that money and using it on something else. And that's okay. It's, I mean, you definitely have the um, ability and um, to, to change your mind at any point. But the, the thing is, is um, it's important to always be saving some of your money. So again, save for your emergency fund and use those saving buckets. Ally.com, you can have a bunch of savings buckets. They don't cost anything to open them up. Um, one thing too, is if you don't, so let's say, um, let's say I am saving for hockey registration and I have $800 in my hockey registration savings account and the hockey registration ends up being a thousand dollars. Yeah, this is not, um, <laughs> this is not dramatic numbers. These are kind of real numbers. So I don't have enough for my hockey registration. Well, I'm not going to tell my boys that they can't play hockey. What I'm going to do is I'm going to try to figure out or I'm going to figure out how and where to pull that extra $200. But the point is, is that by saving ahead of time that $800, I am that much closer to that $1,000 than I would be if I didn't save anything. If I didn't prepare and plan ahead to save anything, you will be closer to that goal or closer to that balance that's due on something if you are um, saving for that. So again, it's not going to be perfect and that's okay. The point is, is to always be working on saving some of your paycheck. 
So thank you so much. I hope that you learned a little bit of something today. Um, I would love to know what you are saving for. I love talking about saving money and savings challenges that if you want to do a savings challenge with me, I would love that. It's always more fun to do a savings challenge with someone else. So just let me know. You can find me at um, over on Instagram at Purse Coach Jess, or you can find me on my blog and website at PurseCoach.com, or I am on Facebook at Purse Coach. I would love to hear from you. Have a beautiful day. We have so much to be grateful for, and I just want you to make it a good day. Take care.